Day nine. The tenth story of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information or to volunteer, please go to LibriVox.org. Reading by Andy Minter. The Decameron, by Giovanni Boccaccio, translated by J. M. Rigg. Day nine. The tenth story. Don Gianni, at the instance of his gossip Pietro, uses an enchantment to transform Pietro's wife into a mare, but when he comes to attach the tail, gossip Pietro, by saying that he will have none of the tail, makes the enchantment of no effect. The Queen's story evoked some murmurs from the ladies, and some laughter from the young men. However, when they were silent, Dionio thus began. Dainty my ladies! A black crow amongst a flock of white doves enhances their beauty more than would a white swan, and so, when many sages are met together, their ripe wisdom not only shows the brighter and goodlier for the presence of one that is not so wise, but may even derive pleasure and diversion therefrom. Wherefore, as you, my ladies, are one and all most discreet and judicious, I, who know myself to be somewhat scanned of sense, should, for that by my demerit I make your merit show the more glorious, be more dear to you than if by my greater merit I eclipsed yours, and by consequence should have more ample license to reveal myself to you as I am, and therefore have more patient sufferance on your part than would be due to me were I more discreet in the relation of the tale which I am about to tell you. Twill be then a story none too long, wherefrom you may gather with what exactitude it behoves folk to observe the injunctions of those that for any purpose use an enchantment, and how slight an error committed therein may bring to naught all the work of the enchanter. A year or so ago there was at Barletta a priest named Don Gianni de Barolo, who, to eke out the scanty pittance his church afforded him, set a pack-saddle upon his mare, and took to going the round of the fairs of Apulia, buying and selling merchandise. And so it befell that he clapped up a close acquaintance with one Pietro de Trasanti, who plied the same trade as he, albeit instead of a mare he had but an ass, whom in token of friendship and good fellowship Don Gianni, after the Apulian fashion, called ever Gossip Pietro, and had him to his house, and there lodged and honourably entreated him as often as he came to Barletta. Gossip Pietro, on his part, albeit he was very poor, and had but a little cot at Tresanti that scarce sufficed for himself, his fair young wife, and their ass, nevertheless, when Don Gianni arrived at Tresanti, made him welcome, and did him the honours of his house as best he might, in requital of the hospitality which he received at Barletta. However, as Gossip Pietro had but one little bed in which he slept with his fair wife, was not in his power to lodge Don Gianni as comfortably as he would have liked. But the priest's mare being quartered beside the ass in a little stable, the priest himself must needs lie beside her on the straw. Many a time when the priest came, the wife, knowing how honourably he entreated her husband at Barletta, would fain have gone to sleep with a neighbour, one Zita Capresa di Giudice Leo, that the priest might share the bed with her husband and many a time had she told the priest so. Howbeit, he would never agree to it, and on one occasion, "'Gossip Giamata,' quoth he, 
"'Trouble not thyself about me. I am well lodged, for when I am so minded, I turn the mare into a fine lass, and dally with her, and then, when I would, I turn her back into a mare, wherefore I could ill brook to part from her. The young woman, wondering, but believing, told her husband what the priest had said, adding, If he is even such a friend as thou sayest, why dost thou not get him to teach thee the enchantment, so that thou mayst turn me into a mare, and have both ass and mare for thine occasions? We should then make twice as much gain as we do, and thou couldst turn me back into a woman when we came home at night. Gossip Pietro, whose wit was somewhat blunt, believed that twas as she said, approved her counsel, and began adjuring Dom Gianni as persuasively as he might to teach him the incantation. Dom Gianni did his best to wean him of his folly, but, as all was in vain, lo now, quoth he, as you are both bent on it, we will be up, as it is our want, before the sun to-morrow morning, and I will show you how tis done. The truth is that tis in the attachment of the tail that the great difficulty lies, as thou wilt see. Scarce a wink of sleep had either Gossip Pietro or Gossip Giovata that night, so great was their anxiety, and towards daybreak up they got and called Dom Gianni, who, being risen, came in his shirt into Gossip Pietro's little bedroom, and, "'I know not,' quoth he, "'that there is another soul in the world for whom I would do this, save you, my gossips. However, as you will have it so, I will do it. But it behoves you to do exactly as I bid you, if you would have the enchantment work.' They promised obedience, and Dom Gianni thereupon took a light, which he handed to Gossip Pietro, saying, "'Let naught that I shall do or say escape thee.' and have a care, so thou wouldst not ruin all, to say never a word, whatever thou mayst see or hear, and pray God that the tale may be securely attached. So Gossip Pietro took the light, and again promised obedience. Don Gianni caused Gossip Gemata to strip herself stark naked, and stand on all fours like a mare, at the same time strictly charging her that whatever might happen she must utter no word. Then— "'touching her head and face. "'Be this a fine head of a mare,' quoth he. "'In like manner, touching her hair,' he said, "'Be this a fine mane of a mare. "'Touching her arms, "'Be these fine legs and fine hoofs of a mare. "'Then, as he touched her breast, "'and felt its firm roundness, "'and there awoke and arose one that was not called, "'And be this a fine breast of a mare,' quoth he. And in like manner he dealt with her back, belly, croup, thighs, and legs. Last of all, the work being complete save for the tail, he lifted his shirt, and took in his hand the tool with which he was used to plant men, and forthwith thrust it into the furrow made for it, saying, "'And be this a fine tail of a mare.' Whereat, Gossip Pietro, who had followed everything very heedfully to that point, disapproving that last particular, exclaimed, "'No, Don Gianni, I'll have no tail, I'll have no tail!' The essential juice, by which all plants are propagated, was already discharged when Don Gianni withdrew the tool, saying, "'Alas, Gossip Pietro, what hast thou done? Did I not tell thee to say never a word, no matter what thou might see?' The mare was all but made, but by speaking thou hast spoiled all, and tis not possible to repeat the enchantment. 
"'Well and good,' replied Gossip Pietro. "'I would have none of that tale. "'Why saidst thou not to me make it thou? "'And besides thou wast attaching it too low.' "'Twas because,' returned Dom Gianni, "'thou wouldst not have known on the first essay "'how to attach it so well as I.' Whereupon the young woman stood up, and in all good faith said to her husband, "'Fool that thou art! Wherefore hast thou brought to naught what had been for the good of us both? When didst thou ever see mare without a tail? So help me, God, poor as thou art, thou deservest to be poorer still!' So, after gossip Pietro's ill-timed speech, there being no way left of turning the young woman into a mare, downcast and melancholy she resumed her clothes— and Gossip Pietro plied his old trade with his ass, and went with Don Gianni to the fair of Bitonto, and never asked him to so serve him again. End of Day 9, the Tenth Story